We're here in the Gemara on the bottom of Kuf Tezvav Amit Beis, two lines from the bottom. So we were talking yesterday about the Sefer Teireh that could be saved in a fire on Shabbos, from a fire on Shabbos. And the Gemara said that what's considered to be the Sefer Teireh that has the minimum amount of letters to still be considered a Sefer Teireh has to have 85 letters. Why 85 letters? Because there's one small section of Teireh that's considered to be an entire Sefer of Teireh for itself. It's a separate Sefer and it only has 85 letters in it. What is that? It's the Psukim Vayihib in Sayyah Ha'arin. Only 85 letters in it and it's a, it's, it's a section of Teireh for itself. So from here we see that that's the minimum amount of Teireh. So the Gemara here is going to bring the story with this Vayihib in Sayyah. We learned in Abraisa, Vayhi bin Saya Ha'oren, Vayem in Maisha. Parsha Zoom, this Parsha here, Asala Kadesh Baruchu, Simoniais, Mulmaila Ulamata. There are signs that put it separately in the beginning and in the end. Before Vayhi bin Saya and the, and the end of this Pasuk, Vayhi bin Saya. And what's the point, reason? Loimata say, She'ein Zemekaima. This is not the place where this Vayihib bin Saya was intended to be written. Why is it here? It's only here in this section of Teireh to separate from the Puranias, as the Gemara is going to explain soon. But the point is, Rashi says, where would have it been appropriate for the Teireh to say Vayihib bin Saya Ha'arin? The way the Yidin camped in the Midbar and the way the Yidin traveled in the Midbar. The place of this Pasuk would have, should have been in Parshas Ba Midbar, where it discusses the encampments of Yidin. That the Golem, how the Yidin were camping and how they traveled, that's where it should have been. There's no, there's no connection right over there where it's written to what bef comes before or after. That's the first opinion here in this Braisa. Rabbi Yaimer, Rabbi says, Loi Menashem Huzeh. The reason why it has a separation before and after, if you look in the Sefer Teireh, there's a nun, there's an upside down nun, before and after. Now many different opinions exactly how um, the Simonias that the Braise here talks about has to be before and after. But uh, in our Sefer Teireh we have basically an upside down nun, almost like a parenthesis that uh, is before and after this uh, Pasuk. So Rabbi says, The reason why there's a nun before and after it's not because this is not the place, because it's, it's here, even though it belongs, it should have been in Bamid Sinai, but the reason is, It's a separate Sefer for itself. Just like you have Chomesh Bereshis, Chomesh Mois, and Vayikra, Bamidba, Dvarim, which are a separate Sefer for themselves, Vayihib and Saya is really a separate Sefer for itself. And therefore the Teireh puts some money as before and after to show that point. So the Gemara now brings um, a connection to this as follows. So which opinion does this statement here that was said, the name of Rabbi Yenison follow? That the, 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 referring to the Teireh, that the Teireh was carved out and the, the pillars of Teireh are seven. Meaning that there are Elu Shiva Sifre Teira, that there are really seven Svarim in Teira, not five, not the Chamisha Chumshe Teira, but there's really seven sections of Teira. <coughs> Come on, whose opinion is this? Kerebi. It follows like the, seven, uh, the, se the second opinion that's brought in the Brais, the Rebbe's opinion, that the Vayihibn Sai is a Pasha Bifneyatsmai. So Vayihibn Sai is a Pasha Bifneyatsmai, so then what does that mean? So you don't have seven parts of Teira. 
you have the, the part of Chumash Mamidba before Vayibn Saya Ha'aren, the part that's after, and then you have Vayibn Saya. So you really have seven different Svarim. Instead of it being Chumash Mamidba being one Sefer, it's really three Svarim. So you have another two Svarim. So, so that's one, seven. One more time. The, the, the six and the seven. Which, right, means one, one by itself, so that's six. Correct. But well, then you have before and after. You have the section, but Midbar is divided into three. Ah, three. Instead of it being one, mm-hmm. one Sefer, it's divided into three. three. The section of Bamidbar before, till Vayibn Saya, then Vayibn Saya, and then with the section after, which begins, as the Gemara is going to bring right now, Vayyiyya Kim Sainanim. So together you have seven parts of Taita. So, yeah, so this follows according to Rabbi. Man Tana de Palagale, the Rabbi, who is the Tana that argues on what Rabbi just said? Rabshim Megamlil. It's Rabshim Megamlil. The Tani we learned in Abrai said Rabshim Megamlil Asida Parshazu Shetayoker Mikan Vetichta Vim Kaima. In the future, this parsha is going to be uprooted from here and it's going to be put pack back in its place where it belongs. Where does it belong? So as I mentioned, Rashi says it belongs in, in safe in Chumash Bamidbar or in uh, Parshas Bamidbar. So it's going to be uprooted from here. In the future, when Mashiach comes, the Lama Kosvakan. Why for now is this section of Taita right over here? To, to separate between two parts in the parsha there, in the parsha's Baal that talk about negative things about Yidin. Puranius Shnia Maihi. What's the Puranius Shnia? That the Yidin complained. Yidin were complaining. That's the Puranius Shnia. Right, they didn't complain, they wanted to have basar, they wanted to eat meat. So that's something that uh, was a terrible thing that happened. Purana is Rishayna. What's the first thing that was negative about Eden? Vayisu mehar Hashem. The fact that the Eden traveled away from Har Sinai. So Rashi says that Vayisu mehar Hashem is also related to the same Indian. That the Eden complained that they wanted to have basar. Taisvis brings a medrash, famous medrash that says, that when Yidin went away from Har Sinai, the way they left was not appropriate. They left They left like a child that runs out of his classroom, that runs out of learning, that he's dropping the Torah and he runs away. That's the way the Yidin left Har Sinai. The Yidin spent a long time at Har Sinai, almost a year time. And when Yidin left, they were sort of, they, they, they expressed like they were relieved to be able to leave being left out of a classroom. So therefore that's also considered to be a Puranius. Interesting. So this Gemara here, this two, two, just um, a point that Rebbe spoke about this Gemara Ba'ariches and Asiche, it's actually in the Sikha of Ba'aloischa Tovshin and Aleph. And the Rebbe actually connected both opinions, the opinion of Rebbe and the opinion of Rabshim and Gamliel, that it goes together. According to Rebbe, the point is that Ba'ayibn Soya is a separate section of Taira, and therefore Taira is divided into seven. According to Rabshim Gamliel, no, it's not a separate section of Taira. It's just to separate between the Puranis Rishayna and the Puranis Shnia. So the Rebbe points out and says, similar to what we just learned in the Maimah this morning, that Taira has two aspects to it. Even Taira Shabiksav. There's Taira Shabiksav that's divided into five, and there's Taira Shabiksav that's divided into seven. When you talk about Taira that's divided into five, that's a higher level of Taira. That's the level of Taira that doesn't come down so low. The number five represents the first five spheres, which doesn't come down to Yusayid and Malchus, it doesn't include the lowest aspects of the spheres. 
When you talk about all the Sfiris Lamaila, so the seven middays, Lamaila includes also Yisoyed, Malchus, it's a lower aspect of Torah that comes down to relate to our reality in the lowest aspect of the world. So that's when Torah is divided into seven. So when we talk about over here, that the tayr, this aspect of Torah, which is divided into seven, it's dividing between a Puranis Rishayna and a Puranis Shniya, it goes together because we're talking about that aspect of Torah which is related to a Yid that sins and that has to do tshuva, that is, is living in a world that's here below. That's the aspect of Torah that we're talking about. The Chamisha Chumshet Torah, that level of Torah is, is above, above a Yid sinning. That's the aspect of Torah that's higher. Here we're talking about the aspect of Torah which is related to the lower level that Yidin are even misaining him. And the Rebbe points out another diak, the Lashon of the Pasuk is, I mean, because it comes out according to this, that this section of Teda begins with something negative. It begins with an Aveda. Why would this section of Teda begin with, a, with an Aveda? So the Rebbe says the answer is, that's why it says, like they were complaining, even though they didn't actually complain. Why does it say Kimisaininim? The point here is the way that Taita sees a Yid, even this part of Taita that's relating to that Yid that sins and has to do tshuva and so on, it still says Kimisaininim. The Taita reveals the Nishama of the Yid and says, even when you sin, it's only like you're sinning and you're still connected to the Ebishta. So Adarabah begins with a positive point that it's only Kimisaininim. So says, Shesaru me'achrei Hashem. They went away from the Eibishter. Ve'heichan me'kaima. Where is the place? When we said before that this is out of, the out of, place, out of place over here, that this parasha doesn't belong here. Ve'heichan me'kaima. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, B'degolim. The place of this should have been by the Degolim. Where the Torah speaks about the way the Eden camped in the Midbar, that's where it should have spoken about how the Eden traveled, the Vayibn Sayyarim, as I mentioned before. So now we go back to what we were discussing, Benigaya, to saving a Sefer from the fire. The question was asked, when you have empty parchments of a Sefer right? The words of Sefer were erased, and I have an empty parchment. Could you save it from the fire? Or you can't save it from the fire. So the Gemara brings a right to this, what we mentioned before already. A that is worn out. If it has 85 letters left on it, the size of the parsha of Ibn Sayyidah, you can save it from the fire. But if not, you can't save it from the fire. So it clearly says it has to have the letters left on the Teda. An empty parchment can't save from the fire. Why does it need those 85 letters? The fact that the parchment is left, that should be enough to be able to save it from the fire if, if you tell me that, that, that that's the halacha. Answers the Gemara, no, this price is not a raya. Why? When it gets worn out, it's a different story. Because when it's worn out, it's not only the letters that fall off, even the actual parchment itself, it, the, the condition deteriorates and it's not in a condition that it has, that it's a clear, good parchment. So in such a case, it uses the term bala in this b'raise, that's why only if there are 85 letters there, it has the kedusha. But the parchment itself, you can't save. Toshema, not as another b'raise, where it doesn't use the term bala. Sefetere she nimchak, where the letters were faded, or the letters were erased. 
it's not worn out, the parchment is still in good condition. If you have 85 letters on the parchment, the size of a Hebrew Sayyidah, you can save it from the fire, otherwise you can't. So here you see clearly that even if you have a good condition of a parchment, still if the, if the letters are erased, you can't save it. Why can't you save it just for the parchment itself? So answers the Gemara, no, there's a difference. Interesting thing here. The place of the parchment, where the letters of the Sefer were written, that's not a question that that could only be saved because of the letters that are on that part of the parchment. The the holiness of that part of the parchment is because of the letters that it contained in it, that's written on it. If the letters are gone, so the holiness of that, of that part of the parchment is also gone. The question over here is the part of the parchment which is not, was never written on. The top part of the Sefer Torah, the bottom part, the empty space that there is between one parsha and another, between one column and another, the empty space that there is in the beginning of a Sefer, before Bereshis, before Shmois, before Vayikra, there's an empty space. We're talking about that empty space that there was letters never written on it. And it's part of the halach of the Sefer Torah that you have to have that empty space for the beauty of the Sefer Torah. So the question is, that empty space that you're required to have without letters, does it have a, a Kedusha of Sefer even without the letters? That's what we're talking about. But if that's the case, but if so, still, the Sefer should be able to be saved from the fire even if the letters faded and fell off because of the other aspects, the other parts of the parchment that the letters were never written on and are holy. So what are you making a distinction here between that part where the letters were written on, the part where the letters were not written on, but if there's that part that the letters were not written on and they have their holiness even without letters, so what do we need the minimum requirement of 85 letters? Answers the Gemara, the guy is Vishadi. This Braisa is talking about a Sefer that the letters faded, the letters got erased, and he cut off all those empty spaces of the parchment of the Sefer were cut off. So all you have left is, is only that part of the parchment which is where the letters are written. And therefore, there's the question, now that the letters fell off, could you save it from the fire or not? I'd see even though, even when you have that part of the Sefer where the letters are written on it, there's sort of empty space between the lines. But that empty space between the lines doesn't count. That's, that's part of the place where the letters are written on. In order to write letters, you always have to have some empty space around the letters in order to be able to recognize one letter from another. You can't write letters without empty space in between. No, so the Gemara says, the Gemara says that it, it depends on what purpose that aspect of the Gilean serves to create the Kedush of the Sefer Torah. If it's the Chathila designated to serve as a space for the letters, that's what defines its holiness, the letters. If it's the Chathila meant to be empty, so that its holiness is even when it's empty. <coughs> Tashema, the Gemara brings another ayah from a Braise, it says, 
the empty space of the parchment, on the top of the Sefer the bottom, between one parsha and another, between one column and another, what's at the beginning of the Sefer, at the end of the Sefer, the halacha of Tumah applies to it. If you remember, we learned this in the first Patek, Chachamim made a gzeda of Tumah in order that they shouldn't uh, store food near the Sfarim, and then, and then the mice came and ate up the Svarim, so they made a halacha of Tumah, that is a Sheni L'Tumah, if anything touches the Sefer Teireh. So that Gzeda of Tumah applies not only if you touched the Sefer Teireh where there's writing on it, but even if you touched part of the parchment where there's no writing on it. So L'Chayri you see over there, that it has the Kedush of a Sefer Teireh, even if it's not part of the uh, place where it's written on it. And it says the Gemara, Dilme Agav Sefer Shani. Now that case is different. Over there we're talking about where the writing on the Sefer is still there. If all the letters are still there. If all the letters are still there, so then the empty spaces of the Gilyan, of the parchment, are Kaddish, are holy together with the Sefer Over here, our question is, when you have the letters faded, when the letters got erased, and now the question is, do I say that that empty part of the Gilyoin, does it have the Kedush of the Sefer when the letters, the writing of the Sefer faded? So that's a different question. We don't have an answer to that. Toshema, another Braise HaGilyoinin. The parchments, the empty parts of the parchment of the Sefer Sifre Minin. The Sefer that's written by a Min. That's what Rashi here says. Rashi says, Mesharsim Lavei it was written by Amin, by an Apikaitis, by people that are serving Avedizara. You don't save this from a fire. You can burn it in its place. You can burn the Sefer including even with the names of the Eibishter that are written in the Sefer by Amin, by Apikaitis. It doesn't have the holiness of the Eibishter's name. You don't, you don't have to save it from the fire. Even now in Shabbos. Yeah, we'll see soon. The Gemara is going to come back to this in a moment. So my love, what do you think the Pshari and this Braise is? When it says Gulyainen, the first thing it mentions is this Braise is the empty part of the parchment. Gulyainen the Sefetayda. It's the empty part of the Sefetayda that you can save it from a fire. Even if there's no other letters on it. Answers the Gemara, Loi. That's not the Pshat. You have to read it together. Gilyainen de sifre minin. When it says hagilyainen v'sifre minin, it really goes together. We're talking about the empty part of the parchment of sifre minin, of the sefer that's written by an apikaitis. So the Gemara asks on this, why, why does it have to say this? Hash de sifre minin gufayu ein matzilin. If the actual Sefer that has the, the letters of a Sefer has the Ebesher's name in it, you can't save that from the fire. Does the Bryce have to tell me that the empty parchments of a, of a Sefer of, a, of an Apicatus, that you don't save it from the fire? It's obvious. This is what the Bryce means to say. The Sefer that is written by a Min, their value, their holiness is like an empty parchment. That's just like an empty parchment that, that was never written on it. We're not talking about an empty parchment that faded. Just like an empty parchment that was never used as a Sefer a Min that writes letters of a Sefer it's like it's empty. It doesn't have the Kedush of a Sefer Teireh. What do you mean, en Matzil? Chathchilas, sir, 
The Gemara is going to soon bring that. But over here, this Braise is talking about the halacha. If a fire breaks out on Shabbos and you have these Sefer, Sefer of a min in it, should you run in to save it? Are you allowed to save it on Shabbos? So he's telling you no, because it's like Gilyonim. It's like a Sefer Teira that was not, never written on. But you're right, the Emesis, L'Chadchili, you go, the Gemara here is going to bring now the source of the Sinyan. Here, let's see. If it's in a fire, you don't save them on Shabbos from a fire. Rabbi Yaisi says and adds, what we mentioned, even during the weekday, cut out, so he holds, you have to cut out the names of the Abishad that are mentioned there, and that you do have to put away. But the rest, you're allowed, you're supposed to go and burn it. Abtarfen disagrees. I should lose my child over this subject. He's so certain about this. And he says, If the Sefer like this would come to my hand, I will burn it, including the names of the Ebeshter in it. It's written, it's written by a person that's a min, the names of the Eivishter, even that are written in it, don't have any holiness. Yeah, it is. He would not burn them. He would, he would, he would. Shem Yavoyu Esraif. Oh, the man mystic here. I would not burn them. Hmm, I'm not sure. I mean, I believe that's the Pshad of here. That I would burn them together with the names of the Abishra mentioned there. Even a person that his life is in danger, someone is chasing you and he wants to kill you. Or he has a snake that's chasing you, that wants to bite you. Where should a person enter to, to save himself? He should go into a, you should rather go into a base of a into a church to save himself. But the and and he shouldn't go into a place of these apokorsim, of these minim that deny and then uh, go against the Abishta. They write these sifretir and they go against the Abishta. Why? Why are they worse off? Shahalalu makirim v'kaifrim. These minim that write the sefetayre, they recognize, they know the Ebishter, and they deny, and they uh, are writing the sefetayre. But v'alalu, you go into a base of Edezara, ain't makirim v'kaifrim. They don't know. They're serving a Edezara. They don't deny the Ebishter's existence because they don't know. Regarding these minim that write such a sefer the pasuk says, "Behind the door, behind the doorpost, samta You put his memory, meaning, as Rashi says, they know the Eibushter. They remember. They know who the Eibushter is, and yet they fight him and they write it and they're in our pekorsim, and therefore you shouldn't enter into their place, even when your life is in danger. Okay, so this is the source of this concept where you see that this kind of a sefer has no kedusha whatsoever. Omer Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel also continues in this brayz and says the same point, and he brings it from a different angle. In order to create peace between husband and wife, my name that was written with holiness, could be erased in water to prove that she still permitted to live with her husband. Halalu shematilim kina ve'eva ve'tachres ben Yisrael avim sheba shemayim. 
these individuals that bring about jealousy and hatred and competition between the Yidin and the Eibishter. Right? They're, they're writing such a kind of Sefer and they're Apokorosim, and they bring about the big rift between the Yidin and the Eibishter. Allah has come of most definitely that it's worthy that you should take what they wrote that has no Kedusha and you should erase it. Regarding them, Dovra Melech says, Hashem Esna, those that hate the Abishtar I hate, and I fight with those that stand up against you. with the utmost hatred I hate them, and they were enemies to me. Braisa continues, just as you don't save it from a fire on Shabbos. If it fell under a house, if it's under a house that collapsed, you can't save it from there. Not from water. Anything that's coming to destroy it, there's no point, there's no Indian of saving it. You're allowed to go and burn it, as it said before, that Yesi said. Right? So, so this is the story with these kind of Sifrei Teireh, they have no Kedusha in it whatsoever. So you have today these Sifrei Teireh, or these books that were written by, I don't know, Reform or whatever it is, people that are Mamish Kaifrim and Teireh Sinai. they have no Kedusha in it whatsoever. Yes. You walk into these um, uh, hotels and they have these Bibles, you open mm. the top drawer, mm. they have the Bible there for you, they have absolutely no Kedusha in it whatsoever. Uh, the same thing, it's the same thing, same thing, conservative, reform, with Hashem's name, conservative are just as much as Apikorosim, they don't believe in Tatum and Hashemayim, it's, it's the same thing. But it's, 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 it's being printed for a certain, uh, it's not yet, it's the... Yeah, and the Sedurim, all kinds of things, whatever, it's not only Chimashim, but it's Bechlal. Bayaminei Yosef, or the Bach is greatest. Bayaminei Rab Yosef, Rab Yosef Bar Chonim Rabavo. Hani Sifri de Beyavidon. These svarim that were written by Beyavidon. What's Beyavidon? Rashi says it was a place where they came to um, have vikuchim. They had um, the debates amongst the Yidden and Goyim, and they wrote different svarim of Teira to uh, to be used in these debates to prove their points. So he asked, are, are they written in a way that it has a holiness to it and you're allowed to save it from a fire or not? He wasn't sure about it. it was, it's not mamish something that's written by Apikorsim. It was written to be used in these debates. So the question is, could it be saved from the fire or not? Now the Gemara says, Rav, Rav never went to join in any of these debates. He definitely didn't go to Lebein Nitzrifi. As Rashi says, it's a name of an Avedizara. A place of Avedizara he for sure didn't go to. Shmuel, Lebein Nitzrifi Loyazel, to this place, Bein Nitzrifi, which is Avedizara, he didn't go. But Lebein Nitzrifi, to the place where there was the debates, he did participate in these debates, he did go there. There's not, we know there's many, many stories of, in the times of the Rishayim, where they were forced into participating in these debates. Was the famous debates of the Ramban that he was forced to join and he had to run away, he went to Eretz Yisrael. But in the times of the Rishayim, and here we see even in the times of the Gemara, this was something which was very common. The Kuzari, right? Huh? The Kuzari. also written uh, based on that, yeah. What's the Kiddush that they didn't go to Bein Nitzvi? Yeah, what's the Kiddush? It's a good question. Omru Leila Rava. So they said to Rava, they offered Rava, and they said, they, said, they asked him, My time Why don't you come to this place, to the debates? So he was looking for an excuse. Amalahu, he said, There is a tree that's in the way. 
and the Kashi. It's, it's difficult for me to get there. The tree is in my way. So he told him, Nakre, we'll, we'll uproot the tree. We'll get it out of your way. You'll be able to go. Mm -hmm. So he said, no, duchte kashali. But then you'll uproot the tree, so then there'll be a ditch. It'll be hard for me to, to get by there. So he, was, he didn't want to go. Mar bar Yosef, Omar, Mar bar Yosef said, Anami na'yu, I'm, I'm from them, and v'loy mistafinu minayu. I'm not afraid of them. I'll go there. And once he went to join these debates, and Ozel, he once went there, they wanted to put his life in danger. So it wasn't so poshut with these debates. You can't win with them, because if you win, if you lose, then you're in trouble. If you win, it's all, you're also in trouble. They'll, they'll uh, put your life in danger. So now the Gemara brings another interesting story about such a situation with a min, with a person that was an apikaitis. Ima Shalom. And then it specifically means a Christian? Or? No, no. Chayre means even a Yid. After Yid, that's the whole thing. Chayre, yeah. I'm saying, is it a Yid that believes? Uh, yeah, that's what Does I'm saying. Does it mean uh, uh, someone like Mavin Yashir Neitzer? Not sure. Ima Shalom, she was the wife of Rabbi Yezer. And Ach said the Rabbi Gamliel. She was the sister of Rabbi Gamliel. Havoi, Havoi, that's who she was. Hava, Hahu, Philosopher, Bishvusei. There was a uh, philosopher, Rashi here, if he looks at a philosopher, a min. There was a min in Apicaitis in her neighborhood. So he was an Apicaitis, as, and as we'll see soon, he was a person that people would come to him for, for, for judgment, people would come to him for all kinds of things. The Havashakal Shema, he made himself a name, that he doesn't, you can't bribe him, he's a very honest individual, and people would come to him to settle their disputes. And, uh, and really, as Rashi here says, he uh, secretly did take bribes. Mm -hmm. But he made himself a name, that he's an honest individual, and he was really an apikaitis, and he would take bribes. So Ima Shalim and Rabbi Yezer decided that they want to ridicule him. They want to expose this person. So what did they do? So she, Ima Shalim, bribed him with a gold lamp, gold candle, whatever it is. And then they came to him, and they came to him for a, uh, for a judgment. And Amr she says to uh, this individual, to this uh, nashi. I want to divide the uh, inheritance that I received with uh, my brother. Amalahu, she, she came together with her, um, with her, again, Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel came together, is it over here? She was the, the, the sister of Rabbi Gamliel. So she came together with Rabbi Gamliel. She wants to divide the, the inheritance. Amalahu, so he says to them, Pelugu, divide. So Amalei, so she said to him, but Ksivlon, it says in the, in the Torah, B'mokim bra, bratele tirus, that when you have a son, the daughter does not inherit. So I'm left out, I'm not going to get anything. Amar, Amar la, so this mean, this Apikaita says to her, from the time that you have uh, been exiled from your land, the Torah of Moshe has been taken away from you. And there's another Sefer, there's another book that we learn our halachas from. And in this other book that I have, it says, that the son and the daughter could inherit equally. Okay? So she bribed him, so... That's the response that she got from him, that she could uh, inherit together with her brother. 
What happened? Lamachar the next day, Hadar Ihu Luba. So now he, Rabbi Gamliel, bribed him. And Rabbi Gamliel bought him a very expensive donkey. A donkey from, from Luba. Amalahu, so now he changed his mind. Now they came back to him again for a second session, I guess. So now he changed his mind. He got bribed from Rabbi Gamliel, and this was a much more expensive bribe. It wasn't just a Pesach candle. Actually, continue reading in this new book that I have, and there it says, I'm not coming to uh, diminish or take away from anything that's written in the Torah of Moshe, and I'm not going to add anything to what it says in the Torah of Moshe, and it says in the Torah, when you have a son, the daughter does not inherit. So everything should go to Rabbi Gamliel. Amr so she wanted to remind him of the bribe that she gave him. So she said to him, Nahar Nahirach Kishraga, your light should, it should, should shine like the, the lamp that I gave you should shine. Don't, don't forget about the lamp that I bribed you. Amalei Rabbi Gamliel. So Rabbi Gamliel said to him, My donkey came and knocked over the lamp that, uh, that you gave. So this, like this, they exposed him, that he was a person that's taking shaykhad, and he was off, yeah, out of business. Okay, we come back to the Mishnah. What did it say in the Mishnah? That on Shabbos, on Shabbos, you don't read from Ksuvim. Why don't you read from Ksuvim? In order that people should not get distracted with learning Ksuvim and not join the lecture, the shir, that they had once a week in Beis Medrash for all the people to come and learn. Yeah, the halacha shir that they had on Shabbos. Amarav, so Rav said, When did they say you shouldn't learn Ksuvim? Only in the time of this shir in the Beis Medrash. Rashi says that the time of this shir was, it was in the morning hours, before they ate. I guess after Shachris, they had a speech, they had a shir. So then, at that time, you shouldn't read from Ksuvim. But if it's not in the time when the lecture is being given, you're allowed to learn from Ksuvim and the rest of Shabbos. But Shmuel said, Even if it's not in the time when the shir is being given in the Beis Medrash, even later in the afternoon when you eat, you're still not allowed to read from the Ksuvim on Shabbos. That's the Machlekes of Rav Nishmo. Was it only said in that time, when the shear is being given, or was this said regarding the entire Shabbos? Is this the case? But Nerdo is the city where Shmuel lived. In Nerdo, the Minig was that they said a Haftaira. By Shabbos Mincha, they also said a Haftaira. By Shabbos morning, they said a Haftaira from Nevi'im. And by Shabbos Mincha, they said a Haftaira from Ksuvim. So they did read Ksuvim Shabbos afternoon. Allah says the Gemara, itmer, itmer. We have to go back to the argument between Rav and Shmuel, and really the argument was different. Omar Rav, Rav said, Where do they say that you shouldn't learn Ksuvim? In the place, in the Beis Medrash, when you, where the shear is being given, so there, don't read from the Ksuvim during the shear in the Beis Medrash. If you're not there in the Beis Medrash at the time of the shear, if you're in a different place or you're home, then you can read from the Ksuvim even during the time of the shear. 
Shmuel Amar, Shmuel said, Bein b'makim beis medrash, bein shalei b'makim beis medrash, whether you're in the beis medrash, whether you're not in the beis medrash, Bisman Bismedrish, if it's at the time of the Shear, ain't Kairin. We don't read from Ksuvim. But Shaloi Bisman Bismedrish, but if it's not at the time of the Shear, Kairin. You can read from Ksuvim. And therefore it fits with what they did in the city of Nerdod that later in the afternoon, by the time of Mincha, they would say Aftaira from Ksuvim. That's what Vazda Shmuel Taimei. And this is uh, Shmuel follows his opinion of the way it was done in his city, the Benarda, Paski Sidr, the Ksuvim, Shabbata. They would say the Aftaira of Ksuvim at the time of uh, when they were laning by Minchem. That's one pshat. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi says, no, really we can go back to the original Machlaikis the way it was. Really, the argument before between Rav and Shmuel that they were arguing about the time of the shear. Is it only during the time of the shear or even not at the time of the shear? So that argument could stay. What Shmuel said before in that argument is following what Rav Nechemia said. The Tani we learned in Abraisah, that the Kisvi HaKadosh, you don't read from the Kisvi HaKadosh itself, but you could read Medrashim and different things in connection to the Kisvi HaKadosh, that's allowed. Nitzrach Lepasik, if he needs a proof that he has to see something in a Pasik, maybe Viroyabai. He's allowed to come and, and look inside the Kisvi HaKadosh. It's not completely, the, the Takana wasn't that you're not allowed to look into the Kisvi HaKadosh at all. If you have to see something, you're allowed to look inside. Now, Omer Ab Nechemia, now Ab Nechemia has a completely different opinion about this. He says, What's the reason why in Shabbos you don't read from the Kisvi HaKadosh? in order that people should say if you can't read from for sure any mundane documents on Shabbos you're not allowed to read so according to Rav Nechemia this has nothing to do with uh, making people available to be by the Shir this is for a different point in order for people to realize that Shabbos is a holy day and on Shabbos you're not allowed to read Shtare Hadyaitis and therefore they said that you shouldn't even read from Kisve Kaidish. So what's the Pshad of here in the Gemara? We don't Paskin like Rav Nechemia. So Shmuel in his city in Erda, he allowed them to read the kis, from the Kisve Kaidish because he Paskin like the Tanakhama, not like Rav Nechemia. But before in the argument of Rav and Shmuel, what Shmuel was saying was according to Rav Nechemia. Now in the Pshad of Shtari Adyaitis, there's a Machlaikis here of Rashi and Taisvis. If you look in Rashi, so Rashi says Shtari Adyaitis shal Cheshbainis, or Igris Ashluches Limtsechefetz, or Bachlal, any letters, any, any letters that there's documents or things, not even necessarily business matters, not necessarily any, any kind of thing that's in the letters. Taisus, however, disagrees. Taisus says that Shtari Adyaitis is only things that are business related, money related, and such kind of things. But if it's Tam, mundane things that are written in letters, that's not part of the uh, Issa to read Shtari Adyaitis in Shabbos. This is very relevant today when you get to reading newspapers on Shabbos. If anyone still uses newspapers, or even um, you know all kinds of um, magazines. magazines and things that have all kinds of um, advertisements in it, and advertisements are things that are study at It's things that you can buy, things that you can sell. There's uh, there's the, uh, the the classifieds and all kinds of things. 
So those things on Shabbos, in the study at Yaitis, even according to Taisus' Pshat, that it only refers to business-related matters, is not allowed to be read on Shabbos. It's a problem with study at Yaitis. There's another issue. Yeah. <coughs> There's another issue. It's, it's negative, a lot of negative news. Anything that pains you. It's another issue. Correct. <coughs> it's not so pushed. Uh, also, reading things about cooking on Shabbos that it's. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll stop over there. Huh?